Well, Keith's going to get his wish. We're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about Ed Stoltz again today. <laughs> oh, man, that story goes on and on and on. Uh, radio is also now announcing that it's commercial free. Okay, that was just a joke. Not a very good one, but Odyssey is now doing just the opposite. Believe that or not, they're doing more commercials than ever. And has Sinclair CEO Chris Ripley been lying or misleading investors? These are the questions we're going to take a look at. Good morning with our opinions and comments. I'm Jackson Weaver here in Seattle and in sunny Southern California. In the hills of SoCal is Keith Samuels. We don't do media consulting. We do media insulting. We're the media insultants. So welcome to the Tuesday, December the 7th edition of Media Insultant. So, Keith, it seems as long as you and I have been in the media business, everybody says radio has too many commercials. Listeners say that. Advertisers say that. Radio people say that. So, it obviously, is largely true. So, a few years ago, the guys at Odyssey Intercom, used to be Intercom, implemented a policy on their alternate rock station called the Two-Minute Guarantee. And it was a pretty good idea. They said instead of having big commercial blocks, we'll break down four times an hour for two minutes of commercials. Mm -hmm. They made a big deal about it on the air. It's a top-of-the-hour ID, you know, KNDD, your two-minute guarantee station. It sounded good, and the ratings seemed to reflect it. They did they did pretty well, at least uh, in the six-plus category that, that I observed. They spread it to all the Odyssey alt stations, and frankly, Keith, it was a pretty progressive move for its time. Did you see it happen in L.A.? They did it in L.A. too, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did it on on, on K Rock for a while, didn't they? I mean, um, but I, you know, I can't confirm that, and I would be shocked if they did, because you know, obviously K Rock was, you know, legend legendary um, alternative rock station, and um, and and very successful commercially for a long time. I mean, K Rock used to do, you know, forty fifty million a year. They, they they don't even do twenty now. They're probably in the in the mid teens, right, um, right? And that had nothing to do with the the. Uh, you know the spot load. I think it had everything to do with the you know the music and the demographics of Los Angeles. But uh, you know this was an interesting concept where they started it at the end in in Seattle, what um, four years ago, and now just this last week announced that uh, uh, you know what uh, we're going to change that policy. We're going to drop that because you know we can we, we've been selling more commercials than we thought we would be able to do, and so therefore you know we're going to squeeze a few more commercials in. Not that anybody cares, because our research says that, that that our listeners can put up with a few more commercials per hour than just the two, you know, in each uh, or two minutes in each break. So you know, it's all cool, it's all good, it, and no one's going to notice. It's not going to be a big deal. Well, the truth the truth of the matter is, is that they need to sell more spots so they can get more revenue, so they can increase their net income. You know, don't don't bullshit a bullshitter. You need more you need more inventory because you need to sell more spots and run more national spots. And okay, we get it. Keith, here's the thing. You know, if if that's really the case that listeners don't care, and there's also high demand, there are two things that I think would make a lot of sense. The first question I'd ask is, where do you get that crack? Because that's really good shit. It, to think that research came from somebody's butt and it's complete bullshit 
I mean, it's just crazy to think that listeners don't care about spot sets. And I think, you know, sometimes one of the things I really admired about Odyssey doing this is expectations. If you tell people what to expect, and that's what they did. That's right. People are pretty comfortable with it. Okay, that's a fair deal. Free music, two spots an hour. Yeah, and I like being aware of what's going on in terms of concerts and local sales and that kind of thing. So from an expectation standpoint, I thought it was excellent. But then the other question, and this is what grates you, and I'm sure grates you as well as it does me, is their sales team that weak? Can they really not sell in a higher demand environment? Have they been dropping their their rates at such a rate that they don't know how to pull their pants back up? What do you think? <laughs> well, well they, they claim to be getting higher rates, higher commercial rates than they did pre-pandemic which I don't believe at all. But secondly, I think it's not that their their sales department's that weak. It's the sales department and the way that people package up ad sales in at local radio stations these days, you need more inventory to run, more, dare I say, bonus spots, buy two, get one free, you know, whatever they're doing. They need to package those that inventory. And when you run out, you got a problem. So yeah, I think you know that they just need more inventory to do the business they need to do, or keep up with what iHeart or Cumulus or whatever their competitors are doing, uh, from a national standpoint with all those national spots, and also locally from the standpoint of a lot of the direct-to-consumer spots and all the freebies you're running. I, you know, it's yeah, you just you just need as much inventory as you can get. Well, but, because, but they've uh, got they got a ton of inventory, Keith. They just can't sell it at a rate that makes sense. You know as well as I do, if the demand is high, and you've been in those situations, you parcel out your inventory based on the revenue you're going to get. And they have got all kinds of computer systems and, and maxi grids and everything that shows where that rate needs to be. And it just, it just it strikes me that they just don't know how to sell in this environment. Literally, do not know how to sell in an environment where they have demand. If it's all about rate negotiation and not knowing how to sell, you're just negotiating rates... And we know that rates are set by the most desperate seller. Yeah, you're going to need more inventory to be able to run a lot more cheap spots. And <laughs> so your, your point's well taken. But you're also combining with probably their, one of their, I don't want to say, you know, because in some markets it's really strong. But it, this is, you know, alternative rock is a fairly limited format in terms of demographic appeal. This is not their adult contemporary stations. They've yeah. been running tons of spots. It's not oldies. You know, where they they can run tons of spots and have great ratings in spite of it. This is alt-rock. This is David Field, who's the president of Odyssey's favorite format, and they can't cut it. So we're going to add some inventory so we can pile in some more cheap spots so we can, you know, get some more revenue. Well, radio is uh, soon going to be nothing but a uh, frenzy of commercials. So get ready for that day. <laughs> oh, shocking. <laughs> Okay, a little background on our story about Sinclair. Uh, Sinclair, the broadcasting group, uh, overpaid and bought a batch of regional sports networks. What was it? About a year ago, something like that, right? Rebranded them as Bally Sports, but you know, somehow in their thinking, uh, they forgot that uh, people are disconnecting. There's all kinds of cord cutting going on, and so what did they do? They forgot to account for the fact that subscribers we're leaving. And so they've really been losing subscribers in all these RSNs. So Sinclair says, geez, we got to go build a direct-to-consumer OTT regional sports platform, just like Hulu or Netflix or something like that, which is great, except they forgot. <laughs> they got to have some content. 
And the major league teams are not going to give away that content, and they're not going to make it an extension of their current sports rights. So Sinclair has uh, been claiming that uh, they've got all of these major league, a vast majority of major league teams, baseball teams, have signed up for this spring where they hope to launch their OTT regional sports net. And uh, nobody is saying who they are. But now it comes down to there probably are just four. Not a majority, but four. But they're, they're working on the rest. They're, you know, working they're working on the rest. They're working on the rest, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll but get it done. But that isn't what they said. What they said in Q1's report, Chris Ripley said in Q1's report that a vast majority of the teams were on board to launch early next year. Yeah, they just and haven't signed yet, but they're on board. They're, they're going to be there, yeah. right? Well, listen, Sinclair's a sharp-elbowed company, and it isn't beyond them to begin – to exaggerate a little. And of course, quarterly earnings always have a certain amount of that. But, you know, when you've signed up four teams and that's what you're representing as being a vast majority, I think you're misleading investors. I think the board should be upset with him. I think that, uh, you know, you, you end up in a situation where who wants to do a deal with somebody who's lying? Investors don't want to and the teams don't want to. Their strategy may be right. I, I actually agree with their strategy. But yeah. you don't lie to people about it. You just don't because it just bites you in the ass. So there. I've, well, I I've lectured enough on that today. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, a, a bit, a tad bit misleading. They're trying to make those regional sports networks work and have some value. And, and the, the people that have, have dropped them are primarily uh, DirecTV, UVerse, Hulu Plus, you know, these, these peripheral... Uh, 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 um, uh, delivery services to the big ones, DirecTV, you know, and your cable operators. And so, you know, I can see why Sinclair's pretty frustrated with these guys um, and vice versa. You know, they're going, I, we don't want to pay the fee. Nobody's watching or not as many people are watching. I think all Sinclair's trying to do is just is, is get the streaming rights from these these teams so they can take care of that and and get it out in the marketplace because they're just kind of, you know, they picked up these sports nets during COVID and, you know, really difficult time for that business. They overpaid. Yes, we know. But in the long run, will it work? We'll see. But sports rights are not going to go down. And the arms race for coaches and players, as you've been witnessing over the last few weeks, is just out of control. You know, the teams are going to have to recoup revenue somehow they're you know they're going to get it from these partners you know it puts the Sinclair guys in a real tough spot so yeah he's he's fighting out of the corner right now he's getting you know he's doing the rope a dope and and he's got to come out he's trying to come out of this alive well your point is really good and particularly when you begin to dig into the fact and you and I've talked about this repeatedly the major league sports teams begin to realize they can do the same thing they really don't need the RSNs. They can do the same thing. They can create their own OTT. They can sell it. They can monetize it. And maybe even do it better and with better coverage than with an RSN. So, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes. And well, that, that, that said, the, the almighty Los Angeles Dodgers, who have their own RSN, SNLA, are not cleared. They're cleared on Spectrum and a couple of other cable services here in L.A. County and outside, but they don't have clearance on Cox Cable, which has most of Orange County. But that, that's, that goes to the point, that they've got to get it on an OTT platform. And it's and not on DirecTV, so that not. they can't do that anyway. So it's, yes, it's, uh, it's a crazy business right now, but 
clearly we're now learning that that streaming internet internet video of these services streaming through your internet connection yeah yeah is really critically important and they're trying to figure it all out speaking of liars uh ed stoltz ed, ed stoltz files for bankruptcy and demanding his stations back from the fcc he's had three fm stations in medium markets major markets i guess the largest is san francisco but it's not really a not really a full full power signal he has uh, decided to go into bankruptcy and it wants the bankruptcy court to a- award him the radio stations but yeah Larry Patrick, i want them back yeah yeah i, I, want I paid back. the i paid my original debt and i want my stations back now we have talked about this guy since we started media insultant yep and he's still in court and i just want i can't say that i just <laughs> i i'm just tired of all of his stuff I really don't want somebody to shoot him. I just want him to go away. Yeah, it's the gift that just keeps on giving. It does. Um, it it does. Know, so he files for bankruptcy and says, okay, so uh, I want my stations back. And the minute he does that, the FCC and its media division that reviews license transfers, and there's a license transfer application there from Larry Patrick to you know to transfer the stations to the new owners. They just go, ooh, ooh, bankruptcy. Ooh, you want to touch it now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So uh, uh, it's a brilliant move by Ed, except Larry Patrick goes, no, 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 you, you can't get away with this BS. No way. In fact, even Ed's attorney is saying, his new attorney, because he's gone through more attorneys than we've had episodes, um, <laughs> we should tell the guy, don't expect to get paid. But the current attorney is saying, I need more time to understand the uh, complexities of this situation, you know, so I can argue effectively. Well, the complexities are is that Ed doesn't pay his bills, and this has led to this whole process. What's tough about figuring that out? Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, and the fact is, as you say, What's so compl- what's, what's the hard work of knowing that you too are not going to get paid for regardless? So how well you understand the complexity of the situations are relevant. What's relevant yeah. is so, you're not going to get paid. Right. So the conservator, the guy that's, that's, that's running the stations and selling them to the new owner, Larry Patrick, went back to the FCC and went and really blistered, blistered this move by Ed. He's had no more patience, said, no, no. This is this is a, a gimmick move. It's a desperation move. Grant the transfer and let's be done with it. And by the way, he's also saying in this motion to the FCC that that, that Ed's certainly not capable of running and owning and properly managing these radio stations. So you know, it's not like this guy deserves a lot of extra credit because of how well he's run these stations. In fact, it's the opposite. He should not be a licensee of the SCC. So let's let's move it forward and get done with it. So I don't know that that's going to get done before Christmas. It might be one of our one of our our, our late Christmas gifts in January when they. Oh, this I think all it's out. going to be an evergreen story for years to come. <laughs> okay. So Thursday this week, we will delve briefly into the secretly profitable business of LPTV. You know, a, a business that neither of us have any experience with, and I don't know anything about. So I thought I'd talk to a guy by the name of Craig Rourke. Craig uh, runs a company called the Broadcast License Store. He's brokered a lot of LPTVs, his own some. And we ask him in Thursday's show of Media Insultant, what's the investor play? So till then, Media Insultant is a production of in-town media. We do contract interim management for radio stations. And don't forget, Keith, Tony Bolin is coming up in a couple of weeks, our special Tony Bolin Christmas poem program which always does really well and is very entertaining. So, As opposed to us. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. But we put him toward the end of the year to kind of build our cume for the year, you know? There you go. Yep. All right. Listen, been a great show. I'll see you on Thursday, and we'll do this all over again. Thanks for your time, Keith. Good to see you. See you then, Jackson. Take care. <laughs>